even though we may be professionals in our field, we aren't offering therapeutic advice through this show. So if you need that, please reach out to us. We'd like to get you pointed in the right direction wherever you may live. Derek, I was thinking about you this week. I was thinking about that text you threw your son. How'd that go? Well, it kind of went exactly as we thought it would. You did it. I, I did. I sent it. Now, it turns out, I know last week we were talking about it being his... Uh, it was it was my other it was my younger son that I was thinking about when when I sent the text. But my older son turned eighteen um, earlier on the fifth, whatever day that was. And um, I woke up and I told Mrs. Johnson that you know it was his birthday today, and she said, "Well, you should send him a text, or call him, or send him a card or something." And it gave me angina. Like all Does she have that. life insurance on you? Mrs. Johnson? Yeah. Oh, I'm uninsurable. <laughs> I gotta go I gotta go another twelve months without a heart attack before I can get <laughs> like literally that's uh, that is go. that's not hyperbole. That's actual truth right there. Like, I have to go all of twenty nineteen without a heart attack and then then somebody just might insure me. So so well, yeah, at least know you can survive a text to your son now. Exactly. No, I, I didn't die. It's fine. For about um, ten minutes, ten or fifteen minutes after I sent the text, I d I did feel some anxiety. There was some anxiousness. I think I was worried that he was going to text me back and I wouldn't know what to say because you know it's been so long that we've spoken. We haven't spoken, but anyway, um, I sent the text. I didn't die. I actually feel an enormous sense of relief that I, you know, it's just a stupid little thing, but it's not out there anymore. Hopefully I got the right number. I'm pretty sure I do. I got the number for my dad. So, yeah, I didn't die. I think, man, that's such a victory for you. And, and really, the, the win is in the, is in the invitation, not in, not in his receiving it or sure. not in his response, but you did what you had to do. And I think we're often faced with things like that. And when you just do your part, you got to feel good about that. That's, I, I'm, I'm proud of you. If you're a man that controls his own destiny, a man that is always in the pursuit of being better, you are in the right place. You are responsible. You are strong. You are a leader. You are a force for good. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha. And this is the Alpha Quorum. Welcome to Alpha Quorum. And we appreciate the downloads. The downloads this week were awesome. The feedback we've been getting from the audience is also awesome. And I appreciate that uh, you've kind of put us in some rarefied air. A lot of you have been mentioning some of the other people in this space and that you like us more. And we really like that. We're going to keep doing this. As long as there's a Sunday night, as long as we can get Brad to show up with the microphones and the mixing <laughs> board, we're going to continue to do this. Hey, quick question. Who won the weekend this week? Who, who won? I mean, this is the first time we've been together since... Is this the first time we've been together since before Thanksgiving? I think so, yeah, all of us. It's been a, yeah, it's about been, a month, maybe. No, has it been a month? I think so. All we got together this Sunday before Thanksgiving. We talked about what we were doing. How was your Thanksgiving, by Jeremy the way? Jeremy was out that weekend, though, I think, before Thanksgiving. 
I'm I'm sitting here looking at Fent. I'll tell you what. I think Fent won Thanksgiving. That's for sure. Who <laughs> 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 won the weekend? You guys. I don't know if I won it, but I had a good time with Jeremy on Friday. I actually had a couple good things, but we went to Top Golf here in Las Vegas. Uh, Jeremy hooked it up with some free passes. What? Uh, my my. You tell me it was free. Well, what a showed up. We take our kids in there, and, they, and this is like on the strip. There's all these people around drinking, but it's it's almost like Applebee's with a bowling alley, and way better than that, though. It was super cool. My kids loved it and uh, hit some golf balls. Pretty neat. I it sucked, was though. I was terrible. Did you guys it. order? Because that's where they nail you is with the food. It, you order a plate of chicken wings, and it's 80 bucks. No, it's really not that expensive. Their food's reasonably, reasonably priced. Go ahead and take as much time as you need, Jeremy. <laughs> My brain is you got like a doctor. You got a PhD, right? No. Okay. I'm a master. He's a master. master. That's right. Love master That's love it. That's right. The reality is, is I don't think the food's that expensive. It's not any more expensive than going to like Applebee's or Chili's, to be completely honest. Now, I think if you drink, it would cost a lot more, but I don't drink, so. I would and there, we scored free food, too, because they messed up. How did they mess up to where you got free food? Uh, I think one of the kids ordered a pizza, and they brought macaroni. The last time I went to Top Golf. Noah was there, and he broke the guy's GoPro that he had set up. Oh, that's right. And my son smacked the crap out of the ball, and it knocked the GoPro like right down the. It's not like a. It's not a fairway, but whatever it is. Yeah, he knocked the crap out of that. That was awesome. Mike, what did you do this weekend? Uh, so I, I don't think I had anything too exciting this weekend. On Monday, I had a cool thing. I got a request through Brad. We have another therapist friend that we know. Um, Angie Amico, she's uh, got a couple of podcasts, and she was doing this. She does a video podcast show, and she needed a. She wanted Brad to be there, but Brad was tied up with something, and so he threw it out on our group text, and I was available, so I ran down, and we did. We recorded a show for her. She does it on Vegas Hype Media, so you could find that on Facebook through Vegas Hype Media, or you could you could go to it off of our Facebook. We posted a link to it there, but we spent an hour had a conversation about men's issues with her, um, and she threw out some questions regarding like the female's perspective, and we, we had a back and forth regarding what we do, how, how, what, we're, what we're working on, what our focus is, and then she had some really good questions about that from a female's perspective. It was a fun conversation, so go and look that up and listen to that episode. It sounds like she's going to have you back, right? I don't know. I think she'd like to have all of us. It seems like the kind of thing where if we came together and she could roundtable us, that to me seems like the ideal way to do it. They post it on Facebook and it's live and then you can call in. It's like a talk, right. you know, a call-in thing. And, mm-hmm. and so um, great job to Angie. Hopefully if you get a chance to listen to this, we enjoyed it and we'd love to work more with you and we'd love to have you, and I even mentioned this to her, have her come in here and we could roundtable her with us, either which way, whether she's on or we're on. But the idea would be to have her perspective um, to the messaging that we're doing. Great idea. She seemed to be, I, I didn't see all of the interview. Mm. I didn't catch it until um, probably about 15 minutes in. But it sounded to me like she was pretty re- receptive and she seemed to be, um, for the most part, uh, in agreement. Super supportive. And what I thought was interesting, and I'd never heard this before, was her concept of like if she was a wife and had a husband that was going to maybe be able to participate in some of the stuff she would want that there would be like these really really compelling reasons why she would want her man to allocate some time to take some time and go and participate not only in maybe activities that we were doing but just to to plug in and get involved in our concept of what it is 
what masculinity looks like from our perspective and the things we're trying to teach and bring to men, she really thought that was a good idea. Now, my, my, one of my metrics for success when I conceived of, you know, when Brad and I were kind of coming up with the concept for the podcast is, look, we don't necessarily, we, we understand that women aren't going to be our audience, but we want them to want their husbands, their partners to be, or their sons to be in the audience. And that was one of our metrics for success. And those of you listening right now have probably noticed we don't get on here and complain about our partners. We don't complain about our women. We don't complain about feminism or anything like that. This, that's not a forum for this. This is just how do we get better at being men? And when we talk about being an alpha, it's not like the alpha bull elk that's going around and, you know, being the man in the herd or the, you know, the alpha in the herd. It's about being the best version of yourself. I feel like I had a great day today. Went to church. That was terrific. Had a lot of meetings about how we're going to have less meetings. It was awesome. And then went home, watched uh, the Patriots completely fall to pieces on the last play of the game. Did anybody see that? Two lateral passes with no time left. They lose to the Dolphins. That's rugby. It was. It was rugby. And then my family and I, we went and saw White Christmas, the old movie with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye and oh, right in on. the theater. And you want to hear the crazy part? It was completely sold out. There was uh, not an empty seat in the place. Oh. And it was, so, That's yeah. why you look all pretty in your red Christmas shirt. Yeah, I, it's Christmas time, and then I wear it all the time. I think I got about three more Christmases out of this thing before it falls apart, because it's about 20 years old I this year. I think term for that style is lumber sexual. Lumber sexual? <laughs> Isn't that what Elton John is? is that? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> if you're listening, on John, and you could confirm that for us, just go ahead and message us on Facebook or Instagram at uh, Alpha Quorum on Instagram. So, but anyway, and then after that, what is today? The 10th, the 9th, December 9th? Finally, the Johnsons went and got our Christmas tree. So hey, right on. That was, yeah, it's in my living room right now. I'm really excited to get home and have my whole house smell like Christmas tree. But literally, we put the tree up. I was annoyed with Mrs. Johnson. Um, I put the tree up. I sit down. I'm waiting to leave. And she's like, you should vacuum up those needles. And I'm thinking, all right, I'll vacuum up the needles. And then the needles clog the vacuum. So when I get home, <laughs> I'm going to have to go home and then clog the vacuum to get the needles so that I can... I guess re-clog the vacuum. Anyway, that was my... So I had a good day today. Yeah. And, I, and, and then they, I... Um, Cade Norman, I know you're listening. My nephew, it's his birthday today. They're having a birthday party right now, having some good food and some cake. Uh, but I'm going to give you a shout-out because it's your birthday. And uh, happy birthday, buddy. Anyway, that was my weekend. So I'm, I'm feeling good. I, I'm excited. It was a good day. You know, if you get a chance to go see White Christmas on the big screen one of these days, it's worth it. Kids love it. That, what, did, did you, what did you do this week other than eat? What did you do this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try that again. <laughs> No, so this week I went and saw Creed 2, and that's probably my new favorite man movie. That was amazing. Did you already see Creed 2? Did you see Creed 2 twice? No. Was that Creed 2 too? Yeah, that was Creed 2. Okay. I, I only, that was the first time I saw it. I'm ready to go again. I felt amazing coming out of that movie. That was just an awesome, feel-good man movie. Right Can now. I ask you something? And you don't have to... Spoiler alert. I'm going to ask this. Do you guys care if I ask if Rocky dies at the end? You would care? Does Rocky die at the end? He does not die. Okay, good. Then I can see it. All right, go ahead. 
Spoiler alert after the spoiler. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Anything else then? Uh, no, so last week when I was not here, I was actually doing uh, wood floors for my grandparents up in uh, Utah. So I was doing something a little bit alpha there. Um, got it all finished up. House looks great. They're ready for Christmas. So they look really good, though. All right, so Top Golf. How about what's going on in the girl department for you? Uh, girl department is empty. So if you're out there and you're listening to our podcast and you're single, and that's actually kind of weird that you're listening to our podcast, hit me up. All right, cool. Are you on? Uh, what, you're on the app where you swipe. What, yes. What, which way do you swipe if you like it? Uh, the one that I use, you swipe up. Up is good. Up is good. Down is bad. Correct. All right, cool. All right, and. You're not talking to anybody on that right now? Uh, I'm talking to people, but there's just no one. There's no nothing news. happening. There's no news to report of. All right. Uh, you guys working on anything right now? Any goals? Any? Uh, I mean, my big thing was sending the text this week. I'm feeling pretty good. I might just start texting everybody now. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to wake up to 80 texts. Exactly. <laughs> I'm working on getting back to the Navy SEAL status from Navy Walrus. It's a little bit of a fight, and it's a little bit of a, some mental gymnastics and some physical gymnastics, but this is something I've committed to. You mentioned this week that we were going to do some sort of weigh-in. While yeah, we're... I did not bring a scale, but maybe we can do that next week. I, need, I just need some accountability there because it's just something I know I can do. You know, I used to be ripped. I used to fight in tournaments all the time, and just a lot of it's time. And I'm finding maybe there's something more because every time I, I get to the point where like, okay, let's do this, I get sick or I injure my foot or so I just need to kind of get rid of excuses. And even if I'm sick or I injure my foot, there's something I can do and I need to go do it. So, I mean, I've got everything I need in my garage. I've got a squat rack in my garage. I've got a bench in my garage. I've got everything I need in my garage. I just need to do it. I always have, um, I always have this fantasy about us, not a fantasy, Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm going to finish this thought, and it's going to make me look like a total creep, which is fine, because I do it all the time. But I've got this fantasy of us doing, like, a weigh-in show at some point, but, like, in our underpants, you know. For, <laughs> like, 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 let's, like, really put ourselves out Back there. Out you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not our underpants, underpants, but, you know, like, for the fights, they come out there, and they're wearing, like, their whatever they're... You know, they're stretchy. Russian shorts. Yeah, they're stretchy pants. You know, I'm sure, like, given the world we live in, I am sure there are yoga pants for dudes out there. Called meggings. Yeah. Wow. wow. He's always the source of metrosexual information in his (laughs) (laughs) career. Not only does he know they exist, Jim's like, yeah, they're called meggings. They're very comfortable. I wear them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Have a problem with that? You know. Physical activity, time, and finances. Those are, those are my three weak points right now. Mike? So one of my kind of uh, goals and objectives before the end of the year was to get all my medical stuff done. I haven't been to the doctor. And I, I, oh, that's right. I yeah, I thought this through the other day. It's been 20-plus years since I've been to a doctor. The only time I see anybody medical at all is when I crash and hurt myself and have broken bones and go to the ER. Other than that, I don't go to the doctors. Right. I haven't been to a dentist in 10 years. Good for you. Now, let me ask you this. How many times have you gone to the ER for broken stuff? Uh, very few times because typically I don't go. Like I will just go home knowing I have broken bones. He just and, tapes and it up. I don't care. Yeah. Put just, some dirt on it. Whatever happens, happens. Like that's it just that's kind of how I roll. So the um, dentist, I haven't been to the dentist in 10 years. So I went last week and I had a great dentist. 
It was like a five-hour visit. They took it. They did a two-hour cleaning. Well, they're not going to see you until you're 60. So <laughs> <laughs> got to get it all in. They did it, right? It ten, I said, I just need 10 years of not seeing you. Uh, so it was like a just, it was crazy. They did all kinds of stuff. They did procedures. And um, I only had one cavity, but they filled in like some, they did sealants and all kinds of other stuff. So it was this big, epic visit. And then I have these wisdom teeth they want to take out. So that's going to be like another two-hour visit next week. So the dentist is almost done. I go see the doctor next Friday to get all the blood work and checkups. So these are the first medical appointments I've had. I'm 47, and it's, it's way past time. You know, when you see all those recommendations about what age should be going in for stuff, like I've blown way past all those ages. <laughs> I do that with oil changes. It's as if I haven't changed my oil for like 79,000 miles. <laughs> nice. Who knows what the hell is even in So when are, you, when are you going to the doctor? It's Friday. Like, go fr Friday. Friday. Wow. And they're going to do the whole... No, wait. I don't think it's Friday. This Friday... Oh, I'm going to win this weekend because I'm going to San Diego to ride motorcycles with Graham Jarvis. If anyone oh. knows who that guy is, he is the number one plate holder in a particular style of like hard enduro dirt bike racing that I really follow closely. And I don't know what sports equivalents there are. Like, I don't know, who are some of the top names in sports? Sports ball. Oh, sports ball. Exactly. Uh, Tom Brady. Uh, he's the Tom Brady of this particular niche of, you know, motorcycling. So I'm going to go. Nice. I'm going and hanging out with him this weekend. How'd you get that done? Uh, money. He did buy. It's, I see. He does these uh, clinics. It's like a riding clinic, like a, like a ride day with this guy. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. I think the doctor is Monday. So correction on that. Hopefully I'll win the weekend when I come yeah, back I after this. I guarantee you go to the ER before you ever make it to the doctor. <laughs> Is that an add-on that you... Uh, he, he probably charges to get selfies with him. We'll see. So, yeah, it's like when you buy something online and then it says, as you're checking out, do you want this too? Ordering a pizza from Domino's. The, ups the upsell, the, right? The, I was going to say that. The Domino's upsell. Do you want the garlic knots? Okay. Oh, yes, I want the... <laughs> Okay. Just how many is not it? So, anyway, any more announcements from the quorum? I know we've got our first uh, third hour coming up next month. Details to follow. Um, any other announcements we want to make? We've got Chuck Norris's birthday party coming up in February. Yeah, Details as always, if anybody has well. any personal connection to Chuck Norris, please let us know. We'd love to. If you know somebody that knows somebody that knows something. Yeah, buddy. we'd either like to get him here or at least let him know that we're doing this. Sure. And maybe he could like tag us in some of his social on it. Do you guys have any good, since we're on the subject of Chuck Norris, do you have any good Chuck Norris jokes? There are so many. Any good ones? Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone and there were two missed calls from Chuck Norris. <laughs> the other one is uh, Chuck Norris went to the Virgin Islands and now they're just known as the Islands. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for you. You got one? All right, go. So the first time Chuck Norris left his house for a long time, he turned to his dad and said, okay, you're the man of the house now. <laughs> Brad, all right, listen, we all rolled out of the rack this morning with the same puzzled looks on our faces when we looked at our texts. We're your, we're your boys, this is the quorum, this is a safe place. But we all this morning woke up thinking the same thing, like, what the hell am I supposed to say to that? You know, I don't know, I'm, look, I'm just looking at this text again. I texted these guys a, a kind of a, a bitchy text a little bit here, and it was just, I don't know, I think I was tired. I'm kind of burning the candle at both ends all week long. I work from can about... I give you some, can, so like, sure. I'm not good at advice. All right, I suck okay. at advice. Yeah. In fact, whatever I tell you to do, do the exact opposite, <laughs> except for this. 
Okay. Right? It's almost 8 o'clock at night. You're drinking Monsters. What the heck is I going know. on? Well, that's my last one. This is well, the, well, okay. it. I had to Ever just come here to prove to this is, the, this is it. How many have, have you had today? Just two. Normally, at this time, I'm at three, and I'm working on the fourth. And on the can, it says no more than three a day. Right. So I got an issue with this. So I'm burning the can at both ends, working, you know, from, from, from like sometimes, I don't know, 8 a.m. probably is the earliest start till about 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m. I can't get you on the phone before 9 p.m. most days. And then I'm, and then I'm uh, you know, just doing stuff on social media. So I'm just kind of burning myself out a little bit, and I, I think I projected I'm, some I'm, of that. I'm getting the, the, the feeling from your text that it's affecting things at home. Like, yeah, I would say, yeah, I mean, it, it is. You know, I've got, I've got six kids. Um, my wife has been through a difficult time over the last um, couple of years with some things happening for her. And so I think I've been less available, less tuned in. And it's, uh, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to look at that stuff. And so I needed, I needed a punch in the mouth. And I started by punching you all in the mouth first. Maybe I, is that what I did? Kind of. I don't know. But we can just it. appreciated the the feedback I got and being here with with you all tonight because I got to get myself in check uh, in a few areas, and so that's what I'm. That's what I. It's affecting everything that I'm doing. Things with the Alpha Quorum here, with my with my with my uh, my day job, I guess. And, uh, and even my relationships. So I've got some things to work on, for sure. It sounds to me like you probably need to take some time away or take a step back and look at uh, different ways that... Because I'm telling you right now, I mean, just based on that text message this morning, something has kind of slipped at home and, you know, you're trying to get it back. I honestly don't know why you're telling me about it because I'm the worst at advice like this. Like, again... I'm like the George Costanza of advice. Just do the exact opposite of what I tell you to do, and you will be on the right path. But do you feel like maybe it's... Because um, I know when things have gotten this way for me at home, and I'm focused on other things, or I feel like I'm fumbling everything, do you feel like maybe you're losing like the respect or the admiration of your spouse? You, well, I think that's exactly right. So that's happening with, with uh, in, in that relationship, and also even with my kids. I, I got really grumpy this morning with my kids. We're getting ready for church, and for the second week in a row, two of my middle boys, they were uh, just being very slow. As much as I tried to get them ready and get them going and be on time and all that, they just weren't. They weren't doing it, and I left them. I, I, nice. left, them, I left them home. That's tough I, love. I, I, I just, you know, and and uh, I don't know if I like how that how that worked out, but um, anyway, yes, things are. Let's rewind it a little bit again, and if you guys want to chime in here, because I, I again, I'm kind of curious, but if you could go back and do it over again, let's say next Sunday the same crap happens. What are you going to do? Because I'm kind of like, yeah, leave them. Tough love. It's all good. Well, I think really, I more, well, we were watching movies. They've got this. We built this um, this big projection kind of theater in their in their room, and so they have this like I don't know, it's like a seven foot projection screen theater. And we were watching um, movies last night. We watched a what is it, Kevin James movie? Anyway, and uh, they were up to like eleven o'clock. Probably would get to bed earlier. I would have gone to bed earlier. I would have um, just handled so much differently, and. Um, yeah, you got me all uncomfortable here. I'm I'm sweating. Is it is, is it? This you, are you getting the, the flop sweats? The, the what sweats? Listen, I'll bail you out right here and I'll start talking. All okay, right? so that's cool. No, I get it. Listen, 
I'm the master of like feeling again, and I, I kind of want to lean on Jeremy and you moving forward. I don't want to talk about you specifically in your personal mm -hmm. sort of situation. It was just kind of a, it, it was interesting to me that that text came when it did. Yeah. You know, because I know I looked at that thing for like 45 minutes going, what the hell do I say? You yeah. know, like this guy's like, this guy needs help. He needs to feel like, um, I'm a little bit perfectionistic. That's kind of my part, one of my problems. I'm a little bit idealistic, so I see how th how good things could be, mm -hmm. and I'm so I'm disappointed a lot. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in other people. I have this ideal vision, expectations. I preach it to my clients all the time, and I have a I, I've got an issue with that myself. I just th I see exactly how things could be, and I think they should be that way. Well, they will not, and, they, they're and when they and when they're not. Yeah, I, I just feel I'm just disappointed. With most guys I work with, it, when when we and, and myself included, I have healthy accountability with this myself. When I'm burning at both ends, and I think my text to you, Brad, was like, "I wonder how I, I've been wondering how you've been doing it all. It's about time you set some boundaries, right?" Because right. and what I've noticed in my life and in other guys' life that I've worked with is that when things are suffering in the most important vital areas then we go full tilt 150% in the things that aren't. So when things at home don't seem like they're going the way I want them to go, or guys I'm working with, the things at home aren't going the way they want them to go, they can't, or it doesn't seem like it's fixable, or they feel like they're, they're lost, or they don't know what to do, they go, well, I know what I do have control over, and I'll go full tilt into that. And so that was just my thought, Brad, this morning is like, Maybe you feel like I think you had mentioned like the weight and the and the physical activity and the finances and the family like well this is something you do have a lot of control over and it's something you've had some success in so you've been pushing on it and you've been pushing on it pretty dang hard and it just it makes me think you know maybe there's something else there I don't know what you think but that was just my thought this morning I know in my own life that's what it's that's what it looks like for sure I go I go full tilt in the things that I don't know. Easy is the wrong word, but the things that I know I can take control over and do really well with. And the things that, that you get praised for, the things yeah. that people are naturally yeah. sort of um, appreciate you for. Because at home, if things aren't going well, then you get the opposite of appreciation. Right. And so I'm going to go and, and pour more of my energy into wherever it is that people are validating me. And that may then f start a feedback loop. And that becomes even... And here's, the, here's this, here's this um, problem that happens... Is you once had appreciation there because you you showed up with your full self and you did a good job, but now I'm super diminished here at home. My self-esteem is suffering. My energy is going down, and so I'm not really performing at the level of expectation that either I used to or the people around me used to in that other area. And so now I start to get side looks over there, or my the praise starts to go away, or I start to get criticized, and it just becomes this huge avalanche, this huge vortex of now fail, 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 fail. All indicators are fail. And then this is that mental loop that happens where guys really start to get themselves into trouble and get into runaway. And we've talked on, on previous shows about how all of the mental health markers in a man, in, across the board in aggregate, like in Western societies, all those data markers are down. They trend down. This would be an example of one of those slippery slope areas where things start to go into runaway and before you know it like this guy is like on the edge like borderline he only needs one or two more big booms before he does something to himself whether that's either you know, something that's um, can't be undone or snaps in a way that is like damaging 
really damaging, permanently damaging to say a relationship. Um, and so judgments go away, values go away, all the all the like markers that used to exist, those all erode away. And this guy's, you know, you said earlier, like you kind of need to put yourself in check. And that's something that, you know, this is a great form. So what we're doing here, what you guys are listening to is us talk through the kinds of things that we kind of do anyway. We're doing it with microphones, but this is the value of having connections in a, in a quorum, a brotherhood, your little tribe, and you work this kind of, you work this stuff out. It's be- and it's beautiful because we can just throw stuff out there that pops into our head. And Brad can just say, you know what, Jeremy, that's complete bullcrap, and I'm not butt hurt for it. And then we move on to the next se- next section and try to figure out what you know what's really going on. So it's kind of like a brainstorming session with with dudes that love you. I just I just love the format. I love there's, it. There's no judgment. Get your panties. Uh, <laughs> put on your big boy pants. Put on the big boy pants. Come on, man. No, no. There's no judgment. We get it. We've all been there. We've all felt like that. You know, that that feeling of desperation and. I, I I can't believe how you keep it with six boys and the practice that you have to keep and the client. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I mean, literally, like, my job is not a life or death situation. Well, actually, technically, insurance is life or death. But, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, I mean, <clears throat> people are coming to me and, like, spilling their guts. They're not leaning on me for any support, any, you know, amount of emotional support or something like that. So for you to be doing what you're doing, I, literally, I have this conversation with Mrs. Johnson every week. She's like, how does Brad do it all? I said, I don't have a clue. She's like, you've got one kid at home and you're useless. Well, <laughs> whatever. You know, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know if anybody ever heard of Grant Cardone. I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone and he has a book called Be Obsessed or Be Average. And that's kind of I just I I'm I'm obsessed with moving forward and growth and all this stuff and it can kind of get it can kind of get to be a little bit much. Sure. And I think that's what's happened. So I become I've become critical of other people, including some of you guys, and in and, and at home with my kids. I mean my wife, and and I just gotta I just gotta chill out. I need to just chill out, make steady progress, sleep at night. You know, and I I usually sleep five or six hours. I. I always tell my clients, you, you, if you're not getting six hours of sleep, you're really messing yourself up. And many times I don't get that. And so I just need you to... substitute that sleep with your fourth can of Monsters. <laughs> oh, it's, it's bad. I, would, I, would, I like it, the taste of it. I would drink it if it didn't have caffeine. If they had a caffeine-free one, I would drink you it. You need to be careful and make sure that you don't graduate to Bane at some point. Oh, my gosh. That's um, like twice as much caffeine. It's 350 Bane? milligrams of caffeine. That's like I think that six can cups right there of... Has 105 140 or something, or something. bang yeah. is awesome I, I drink that at work all the time oh it's awesome i'll put i'll put two down before nine o'clock so let me ask you this with you guys in your practice i mean i think we've kind of touched on we've touched on something here that interests me because again i, I i'm i definitely identify i definitely can feel you know when you're losing the respect and the admiration of your partner of your spouse like that is a painful you know that that's a tough situation to be in now i found i found with with my current you know with my marriage now that it's all in my head i have a really good partner i think there really isn't a day that goes by where i'm not just completely grateful for the fact that i have somebody in my life that's got my back 100 percent like i don't have to worry about that at all and that's not always been the case 
but feeling like you've lost the respect and admiration for your spouse, which I felt before in, in my in my two previous marriages, that's probably something you too, you know, especially you. Well, actually, all three of you deal with on a daily basis. You with your coaching and the twelve step program. I, I imagine by the time somebody comes in and is willing to admit they have a problem, more often than not, they have lost the respect of their partner or their spouse, or lost the spouse. The spouse has just said, "Sayonara, I'm out." But I imagine that's something you guys deal with on the on the daily. Is that is that a correct assumption on my part? Yep, absolutely. Jeremy, you're you're kind of the guy we always lean on on stuff like this because you know you you seem to have a lot of experience working with couples that are in crisis. Yeah, and so I mean, I I don't really know how to say this other than I mean what you know from your professional or personal perspective. You know, somebody comes in there, they've either feeling that they've lost the respect of their spouse or they've lost the respect of their spouse. And I think that's important to... The, that's like, got to be game over, right? Statistically speaking, yes, but it doesn't, it's, not a, it's not a death sentence if they don't want it to be. There, you know, there's ways around it, but very often what I've found in my office is when, when they've come in and it's to the point where the respect has been lost, one person's already out the door. Um, now, if they're in the office, that means they're ready to come back in and, and work on it. But um, I can't tell you how many times I've had couples come into my office and the respect is gone. Like probably nine to ten times a year, I'll have a couple come into my office just for one or the other to say, no, like the respect is gone. I want a divorce. I wanted to do it in a safe place. Um, it's just it's hard work to recover from that. It's worthy work, and it's doable in many instances, but I see that a lot, and I like how you delineated between they either felt like they've lost the respect or the actual respect is, is gone, because there's, those are two very different things. But it feels the same. It does feel the same. It, it, it feels exactly the same, and because whether it's real or it isn't real, your brain doesn't really know the difference, right? You, I can tell myself... My spouse is, my wife has lost respect for me. And whether that's true or not isn't relevant if I believe it, right? Well, and I think, I think you're right. Right? I think because if, if I'm feeling that and she actually hasn't, well, then I am just projecting some of the things onto her that I'm uncomfortable with in myself. The, I've stopped doing the things that a man would be doing to get respect. And maybe my wife's not quite there yet, but I'm there because I'm recognizing it and I'm putting it on it all on her. So if, if you're feeling like this, whether or not it's true, it's actually... You make it true. You kind of make it true. It's like but, a self is it a, ba- is it a bad thing? No, or is this, <clears throat> your, is, is this your soul trying to tell you to eat your head out of your ass? Well, it's kind and, of, it can be kind of, I think, are you trying to say this is like yourself. a self-fulfilling prophecy? Mm-hmm. So if you believe it, whether or not it's true, or you're feeling it, then you may treat them in a way that becomes... You know, that, that's what fosters some kind of, like, you know, lack of respect from them. Yeah, or, or they've, they've, the man has already recognized that he's not doing the things or he's doing the things that, that would, his wife would lose respect for him for, whether she has or not. And so maybe that's his subconscious, whatever, like he's projecting that onto her. And, you know, if he continues down that path, so is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? It depends on what he does with that information. Right. So it isn't really anything. Right. If he has that t- that twinge, I would expect I would be coaching that man to do some healthy accountability and to really check himself and to start looking at all the things he's doing or not doing 
that may be making him feel that way. Because, you know, I think our wives, for the most part, are probably pretty dang good at having charitable thoughts about their husbands or else they'd be gone a long time ago. Um, and that's something that I know my wife is good at. And I fall into the path of, oh, you don't respect me or, or I don't think I've ever said that to her, but I've definitely felt like I've lost her respect. And that was my own feelings of inadequacy of being that alpha, being that presider, being that protector provider. And I've had to pull myself back into check several times because of that. How do you, but how do you, uh, I guess the question is, and Mike, if you want to chime in here, because I imagine you deal with this in your 12-step work all the time. You know, you've got men that are effectively broken, and by the time they get to you, there might not be very many people standing with them anymore anyway, and that's why they need the program. Is that correct? Yeah, well said. So when I think about the word respect, there's some synonyms that really um, illuminate that word. So admiration is one, affection, approval, fondness, applause. When you respect someone, you admire them. They have attributes, they have characteristics that you look at, and you'd like to not only have those in yourself, but you value their contribution in your life because they bring those specific attributes into that relationship. The dynamic of the relationship is benefited because of those qualities, and you are attracted to them. You're attracted to your hero because they have fill in the blank. They have certain attributes. You used a word back there that I kind of, I want to stop you there before we get too far. You said the word approval. And that is something I find myself with, um, with Mrs. Johnson all the time. I catch myself looking for her approval before I look for her, before I, I get, before I get her respect. Like, Approval almost seems like a shortcut, the easy way. You know what I'm saying? Like the approval mm-hmm. is in the moment. Respect is something that you it's have. A broader, it's a broader you, sense. You, of, you understand? Yeah. Like having somebody's approval is like good dog. You know, here's a treat. Having somebody's respect, man, that means that person can depend on you for to be there in the moment when they need it. But I find myself, th- this is a trap. I fall into it all the time. Where like, what can I do now where I'm going to get that, you know, good boy, pat on the head, approval? Do you guys find yourself doing that sometimes too? Where do, am, I, am, I, am I being too hard on myself? And, but I, I catch myself doing that all the time. Yeah, like, mm, I find myself doing that, but I have to pull myself, like, I don't know what your perception is on that, but I feel like that's really unhealthy for me to do personally. Oh, no, I, so, I think it's totally unhealthy. So, like, when I catch myself doing it, I'm like, dude, you're such a bitch. Like, stop it, man. It's desperation. Like, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really, it, to the other person, it looks like desperation. Exactly. It's like, you are playing to me. You are doing exactly what you think I want. You're saying what you think I want to hear. You're behaving in the way you think I will uh, give you a cookie. So you're right. Approval is both, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a light side and a shadow side to that word. And so approval, in the best sense, means that you are living in a way that your peers or people that you respect also look to you as someone who is respectable, giving you the approval or the nod that, yeah, you're on the right track. Now, the approval on the shadow side would be you are playing to manipulate a relationship so that you gain favor in their eyes by doing the things they want, saying the things they want. There's Here's an interesting way that this could play out. So I know people who give gifts um, with, these are people who use 
gifts as a manipulation method to try to get the approval and also get like the loyalty of another person. There's so many different ways you can use approval as a weaponize it. It's all about intention. It sounds like what's the intention? I think so. The action or the right, like right. But in its best sense, these are words that define what respect is. And so if we're talking about like losing the respect of our wives, what we're basically saying is we are living in a way, like we're behaving in a way in our relationships where we're eroding and undermining all the ways that we once built a relationship. So we build these dynamic, these uh, living relationships, these dynamic relationships with other people because we're bringing into it qualities that are admirable that are respectable. We bring respect to our to ourselves mm-hmm. through our character, our integrity, the honor that we that we that we carry. Those are things that make us respectable. When we lose the respect of our wives, we've abandoned those, and we're acting in a in a way that is disloyal to all of those. She sees that she reacts to that negatively. Sure. And so we set up. It's really something that we are doing. So when, when I see guys in 12-step who have lost the respect of their wives, it typically comes at the end of this journey, this really diabolical journey that they've set themselves on where they are neglecting themselves, they're neglecting you know, characters out the window. That, that went away a long time ago. Respectability, honor, all of those things that they once maybe had that were um, attractive now they are living in a way that is like repulsive. They're repelling the people in their lives because there's nothing about them that is very honorable or very respectable through all these choices that they're making. They're abandoning um, themselves and the people in their lives are kind of abandoning them, them as well. Driving them deeper into their fix. You know, addiction is all about just pain management. I don't want to feel these emotions. Oh, I have this thing I can do. I have this substance I can take to avoid feeling those real feelings, escaping, escapism. And the farther I get into that, then the deeper this hole I'm digging becomes until a wife is just like, there's nothing left. There's, right. there's nothing of value left in you and there's nothing of value left with us. Is there, is there, are there, are there behaviors that you see in your practices, uh, Brad and Jeremy, specific things? So if, and the reason I'm going to ask, let me, let me kind of set the table here. If somebody's listening to this, um, they're in their car, they're at the gym, they're, wherever you're listening to this, and you feel, you know, you're in a position where you feel like you may be, either have lost the respect of your partner you're losing the respect of your partner. Maybe you're a partner and you were separated. Maybe you're divorced. I mean, are there behaviors that you see, consistent behaviors that you see in the people that you're working with? Like, if you're doing this, your wife will lose respect for you. I, I've, got, I've got something that comes to mind. And, and by the way, <clears throat> I get more personal with this podcast than I do when I work with people. The truth is, I'm just a dirt bag. I mean, I'm I'm really just I, I I I can help people because I'm a I'm a third party or whatever. But I am I have my own struggles, I have my own challenges and my own issues that I'm working through. But and I do this this too sometimes. But to me, the one I want to start with is not following through or not being present. So I'll give you. A, you just say a that all the time. You got to be more present. You got to be. What the hell? Do you well, mean by not that? in the clouds, not on YouTube, not on the TV or in a video game or whatever. Like front on his phone over there. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the 
things that causes men to lose respect of their of their wife, and I do this myself, is not following through, not being present. So it's funny, we were going to uh, Top Golf the other night, and I had because I had all four of my boys, I, I was in our larger vehicle, and uh, it's my wife's car, Yukon XL, and it has the car seats in it. When I leave home, I leave home at five o'clock or whatever, and there are no diapers at home. I got two at home in diapers. So I leave home, not even realizing they had fresh diapers. There was dinner in the oven and all this stuff, and I thought I was doing a good thing, but I, there are no diapers at home. She can't leave because I've got the car with the car seats. So she calls me as I'm so excited to get to top golf with Jeremy and his boys, and she's pretty critical. And um, I just kind of, I just kind of recoiled from that and was and was offended. But truly, that happens way too much for me and many men. Is that we, we we're not paying attention. And I think that's the issue, is that we're not paying attention. We don't see, we're not anticipating these. I think women are very good at that stuff. They think of things so many times. Ten steps down. Way ahead of time, way ahead ahead. of things. And I'm just, so uh, I think not following through, not being in the moment, not, not paying attention, those are some of the things that cause men to lose respect. There's one quick aside to that, and I do this too. I fall in the same trap, different scenarios. I have become smart enough to at least now develop some systems. One of the things my wife has taught me is you can set goals or you can set systems. A goal is this, this arbitrary thing that you set out there that you may or may not accomplish because unless you set up a system, daily procedures, practices, you won't reach a goal. Really, goal, reaching goals is about a system. So one of the systems that I have learned for myself is if I have certain areas, so for example, like I will then, if I know I'm going to do this, I'll, I'll go out and I'll buy a bunch of car seats and I'll put car seats in the garage and all the cars <laughs> and whatever. So you at my house, <laughs> one of the things that we kind of uh, feud over a little bit is uh, phone, phone cords, right? Chargers, chargers, I'll take her charger oh and she God. goes to get it and it's not there and it's a, it's a dilemma. So there are 39 <laughs> phone chargers at my house. Every time I go anywhere, I buy another one. They break and wear out. But now, the, every room in my house has phone chargers. Car keys, I'm constantly losing, there's this friction that happens with car keys. We have 17 car keys at my house. <laughs> so I've sort of developed workarounds. <laughs> system? Advanced maturity. Exactly. I'm not mature enough to really be responsible for certain things, so I compensate by overcompensating. It's just a workaround. It's probably not a very mature solution, but it's one method that I have learned how to follow through in my life so that I see, no, I see the problem and yeah. then I try to remedy and it's, it. it. But it also shows self-awareness and that you like, I know I suck at this, and so I'm going to go ahead and buy another gonna, one. I'm going to find a solution here so that we don't have this problem we again. Just, so we just don't keep running into these same and, problems. And I, I think even though sometimes it's goofy and it's silly, I think our partners actually respect the fact that we are trying to solve the problem, even though they don't agree with it. They, like... She'd rather I grew up and like had more sure, attention but, and I mean, focus. At least your phone is charged. You know, I buy the little one foot like you know charger. I'm the same way. I got eleven of them in my bedroom. Oh my I've gosh. got the tower. You know, where you can plug in the USBs like right into it, so that no, I'm the same way. Car keys. Look, Dunt's got it too. If you're out there listening, looking for a guy that's a problem solver into the solutions, Thunt. I got the ports. He's got the ports. He's got the port for your phone. So, what what else do you see in in working with your um, in your practices when you when you're because I th- I think that there's got to be like uh, 
I just don't think we're all that different. I think we're all doing the same dumb stuff. You know, well, you're right, and it's mostly I think because we operate the same way or, or pretty dang close. But um, one of the biggest ones I see is, and this is one that's for me as well, is not respecting her contributions uh, to the home, not respecting, not understanding all the work she puts in, and that looks like you know. I have guys in my office that will talk. We'll be talking about finances or money, and the guy will say, "Well, it's my money because he, he works and she doesn't." But reality is, he couldn't do what he does if she wasn't doing what she did. And so, not really understanding the dynamic and the role that their wife plays, whether she works or whether she stays at home. Like in all reality, whether she works or she stays at home, she's probably still doing more than you. To be completely honest. Because her role of a mother, if you have kids, and and I was oh, I've got it easy. I've got my what my wife does is is very difficult. I I know I've got it easy. I work a lot of hours, but I would never trade for what she's doing. I, I I'm lucky enough to have seen both sides because for the first nine years of kids, I stayed at home. Um, well, I worked early in the morning. I got home at like nine in the morning and stayed at home with the kids all day while my wife went to work. So I've seen that side of it too. So. I still fall into that sometimes, but I see that a lot. Like that's the quickest way I feel like to tear your wife down um, and lose respect is just really not paying attention to the things she does. They just start taking those things for granted. The fact that there's dishes in the in the cupboard instead of in the sink, or or that the meal is prepared, or or that you even have underwear to wear. Like the fact that this stuff is being done, and when guys don't recognize those things, I see women in my office all the time that just I the the common theme is he just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand all the work I put in. And that's a that's a hard place to be, to be continually feeling like you're not being respected, you're not being appreciated. So, so guy so somebody out there listening to this right now, maybe he recognizes his own behavior and what you're saying. What what's something he can do today when he gets home or send a text or I mean what Give me an action item. If you've got somebody out there right now who's listening to this, who's you know who recognizes this behavior in himself, what's the what's one thing he can do today to correct this thing? Obviously, it's not going to get fixed today. And no, it's going to take it's going to take systems. It's gonna right, take, it's going to take working on it. But the num- what I would tell a guy if he was listening today and he he recognizes in the, in himself would be to own up to it, call himself out to her in a healthy, productive way express to her all the things that he does recognize that she's doing and then try to take something off of her plate. And and probably here's here's the other thing and this is just from my experience probably you probably need to emotional it's like the text message that I sent this week. You're going to do these things, you're not going to get the reaction you want or need in that moment, not until she can trust like you. If the damage has been done, all right, you're going to have to be consistent. You're going to have to buy a lot of cords. You're going to have to buy a lot of keys. You're going to have to have a consistent behavior over and over again that says two things. Number one, I recognize that I'm the problem or part of the problem or I recognize my hand in this. And number two, this is my solution and I'm going to be consistent on it. Correct? Oh, I love it. I Correct. saw a, a, like a, uh, a T-shirt for a gym, a Gold's Gym T-shirt or something that said, want respect, be consistent. And I just, I, I think that's so true. Consistency, especially if you've been failing at something and you're trying to, you can't, you can't give one compliment, give it right one card 
and think that you've erased, you know, 10 years worth of, worth of, uh, you know, invalidation. I, I know, I know when we were doing show prep, when we were kind of talking, we were uh, kicking around these ideas, you said thin at home. What, is, what does that mean? Thin, thin at home. Is that, is that, is that what we're talking about here? Not being, well, I'm never thin at home. I, You're never thin. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when Brad steals my jokes. <laughs> I guess we're just talking about like, uh, um, not you know, recognizing, time, well, not being there, not being there. I mean, presence, I work, I present work again. present. It's yeah. about time. It's really about time and, mm -hmm. and being engaged at home and, um, doing your part, contributing, even if you're working full time, even if you're working many hours, you still got to do whatever your man chores are. I heard a couple one time and they had blue and pink chores and they were kind of like, this was a blue job. That This means the guy has to handle the toilets or the garbage or whatever. And the pink jobs were the things that I she would had not, she would do. I would not respond well to a blue no? list and a pink list. Oh, no. my gosh. <laughs> if if Mrs. Johnson put you like a the blue pink list, is that why? No. I Listen, This is I had this. I remember this. And we had been married like 20 minutes or something like that. It was really early on. <laughs> and, and, and she it was, it was like the weekend, and she gave... You know, my son a list, my daughter a list, and then me a to-do list. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me kind of show. I, I, this is probably a hashtag fail on my part. I've never gotten a list since. But I'm like, you're not going to give the kids a list and then give me a list. I mean, I want to be somewhere higher than on your to-do list, the kids. So what you're telling me basically is that what a hashtag fail on my, I probably failed that day on telling her not to give me a And to this day... Not only has she not given me a list, she's told me that she's not given yeah, me a list. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I think being thin at home just means you're not not engaged, not contributing to the upkeep and some of those some of those kinds of things. You know, um, the, we have we have one of these big. It's almost an industrial sized garbage can because we have a large family. Mm -hmm. and, the, and when you fill that thing up, it's heavy. She oh. can pick it up. She can take it out, but. I, that really should be my job. And I think, man, it's 9.30 p.m. or 10.30 or 11.30, depending on how many monsters I've had and how much website stuff I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But I get home and I think, ah, I don't need to do that. I really do. That, that's something that I should do. It takes much When's your garbage day, by the way? Friday mornings. Friday morning? Mm -hmm. So Thursday night, assignment quorum. <laughs> All right, write this down. We're going to check on you at 9 o'clock Thursday night. I'm going to make sure you took out the damn trash. Yeah, okay? seriously. I mean, seriously. That, that sounds so simple, but that kind of thing makes her really not respect me when she has to drag it out. And then you know what she does? It's funny. She'll put it right in the door of the garage. So if I try to come in the garage, there's sometimes one or two big heavy trash bags in the way of the door. And then I get mad because it's like, hey, this is my man space. This is a garage. And she's blocking up the door to my space, but really... This is me with the job that I haven't done way too long. I love the signals our wives give us. Like, they're trying to help us out in the best yeah. way they know how. Sometimes they suck at it, by the way. One time, I can't remember what I had done or what I had not done. It had something to do with the laundry. Um, oh, I think the laundry was on the bed. It was on my side of the bed. I had gotten off of work at 9. I wanted to take a nap, so I just threw the clothes on the floor. <laughs> and my wife... I can't. I don't remember the exact story, but I, next time I went in the room, the the bed was made with all the clothes in my side of the bed. Like the bed was made with my clothes in it. So I had. So wait, you got in bed and she your clothes? Forced, it basically forced me to put away the clothes if I wanted to go to bed. 
I'd have just slept on top of the course. <laughs> I would have. I would have. I would have. Like honestly, like again, going back to the lists. But I would have been like, you know what? I'll sleep on clothes. Well, I was. I want to talk a little bit about being thin at home too. Like I think men in our head, being that provider, that protector, presider. Like our thing is, oh, if we're away from home. If, if we're providing uh, financially for our family, if we're working 14, 15, 16 hours a day, that's good. That is a good thing. You know, there's lots of studies out there. Wives prefer emotional intimacy and security over financial security. They'd much rather have you at home and happy than working 16 hours a day because you feel like it's the right thing to do and miserable and grumpy. So think about that, guys. You got, there's got to be some balance there. And if you were to talk to your wife, I guarantee you 99% of them will back me up on this. They prefer you happy and at home more over the financial security. Yeah, I've got a long track record of guys I could list the names of that have wives that have left them or have gone and had affairs. And one of the primary reasons is because they are so detached when they come home. They don't pay attention to her. They don't look her in the eye. They're on their phone. They're making money at home. They bring work home. I would say this to a guy who sits on the couch while the kids are watching TV and they want engagement with dad and mom's there and she'd like to hear how the day is and the guy's sitting there on his phone and he's still like checking emails or he's still doing that stuff. That guy's a poor manager of his time. That guy's a poor manager of his life. He's really out of um, this because he's getting those accolades. He's getting those props. He's getting those dopamine hits, checking those emails. Oh, I made another sale. My bank account numbers are continuing to go up. Like all those dopamine hits are coming from all the wrong places. He's checking whatever his sales figures are. That guy doesn't know enough to, to realize he is losing. He is undermining and eroding the respect and admiration of his wife and his kids. When they see dad sitting on the couch or at dinner, and he's got one eye on the fork and one eye on the phone, or those kinds of things send all kinds of messages. And to your point, the, the guys who are probably at risk of losing their wives are the guys who have plenty of money, but they're never around. And, and even if, and what, I mean, what I mean by that is maybe they're around, but they're just checked out. These are those guys. That's, that's a red flag. If, if, if that guy is living that kind of life, that's really red flags all over. So thin at home, is a really good one. Another one I thought maybe to drop back on was maybe to mention, um, like with her contribution, you know, as we talked about that, a guy who does not compliment his wife on all of her chores and tasks and duties, even if they don't meet our standard. So first of all, this imaginary standard, that's made up. What is a standard, right? Am I comparing her cooking to my mom? That's bogus. Is it to someone else? To a restaurant? Do I compare her housekeeping? If that's her role, I'm not suggesting. <laughs> so let's be, let's let full disclosure. I am not suggesting that there are specific roles and duties that a woman should and shall observe. But I'm just theoretically throwing it out there. If she uh, is is contributing in that way, in that role, is he, is he, am I as the husband? Am I looking at that and then I'm judging it? And I'm saying it doesn't measure up. It doesn't qualify to meet my expectation. That guy really needs to sit down and evaluate what these made-up imaginary only in his head standards are, where they come from, and why he values those, and why he's willing. So here's the trade-off. He's willing to risk his emotional intimacy with her over the job she did on the toilet. Is that a trade-off that he is willing to make? Is it worth it? Also, I've once read this really great essay, and it was talking about this very topic. And the guy was making a point. He says, you know, your wife, 
she may have, she may wear glasses. She may have hair of a particular kind. He said, you better learn to develop a deep and abiding attraction to her in whatever way she is right now. She's put on a few pounds. You are attracted to her with a few extra pounds than when you married her. Her cooking. You should figure out how to fall in love with her burnt eggs and her, you know, uh, dry meatloaf. Figure out how to fall in love with that. Mm. And, and you do what you need to do to, fall, to re-fall in love with her new, as she evolves in life, she will change. And the things she does will change. And they may not look like they used to. You now have a responsibility to learn how to re-fall in love with her at this new, this new place she's at. Her meatloaf isn't like it used to be. Well, you better figure out how to love that new meatloaf. Put extra, you grab a, some salsa and put it on there. Whatever you need to do, you figure out how to continually refresh this love that you have for this woman and re-fall in love with all these new things. I always tell guys when they reach that point, it's, your goal is to get to a point in your relationship and it, should, it could happen very quickly. She, she ruins every other woman for you ever. She's the, she's the ideal. She's now the 10. Everybody else is knocked down a few notches. And that's, I think, what you're talking about, Mike, is she's always, if you can get there, uh, that's a beautiful place to be right there. I love that. I love that concept. I want that article. So what's the, um, um, when the couples come in, let's say, um, Let's, let's look at this from the wife's perspective because we've talked a lot about the man and he's feeling this way. He thinks it's real. It might be real. We recognize certain behaviors in men that are having these feelings. But let's say the woman comes in and says, yeah, I don't respect him anymore. What, what, at that point, what do you do? I mean, what, let's say you're just talking to her. Maybe you're talking to him. Well, let's say it's real. Let's say this woman doesn't respect her partner anymore, her spouse. I think, again, this is coming from a, from a layman's perspective. If, if I had a friend of mine, let's say it's Thunt. Thunt comes to me one day and says, Mrs. Thunt has come to me and says she doesn't respect me anymore. Me as a layperson, say, I would say, all right, it's over. Get out. Consciously uncouple. Like, honestly, I would say that. That's just me being cynical. You, from a perspective, you've obviously seen both sides of it, but you've seen couples come back from this, right? For sure. People can change. That's kind of my, for my practice, that's kind of my little slogan, people can change. And so I, I, th- I want to find out what is he doing? Does he, what's his attitude about it? I just, I, I think I, I sent maybe even today a text to my wife that said, what can I do to change. Send me a list of 500 things. I don't care what they are. Just tell me what they are and I will spend the rest of my life trying to trying to improve who I am for you. Do you think that's healthy? I think it's healthy. You I, do think I it's healthy? I want the feedback. I want the feedback. I want to say, tell me, what, 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 what are you seeing in me? What are my blind spots? I, I'm a complete idiot dirtbag sometimes and I just need her to help me. So I think if, if the man is open and he's willing to change it and she can communicate that and he's got the right attitude and he gets after it, I believe that that respect can be regained. Do you think, though, and I'm just asking here, because I would, I, would, I would have a very difficult time sending a text like that. I mean, basically falling on my sword going, 
what am I doing wrong? And maybe it's because I'm just stubborn enough to think that if I don't see it, then there's nothing it's wrong not with there, it. Yeah. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And I'm a pretty self-aware guy. You know, I catch myself, again, I catch myself every day saying and doing things. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you saying that? But I can't imagine putting myself in a position, and maybe that's just me being insecure. Maybe that's, you know, two divorces in, thinking, and I'm not going to give this person that kind of power over me anymore. But Jeremy, what do you think about that? Is that is that a good thing to do? Is that a healthy practice for us to say to our spouse, like, what can I change about me? Absolutely. Because I'm not buying it. I, 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 I'm, I'm with Brad on this. As long as the man's healthy enough to do it, because... If Brad's in a healthy spot and he asks that question, well, then he can take that list and, and really try to understand where she's coming from or her point of view and really take the accountability there. And he might take a few and be like, you know what, that, that's more her side of the street than my side of the street and throw those out. Mm-hmm. But he can still see her perspective. But absolutely, I've asked my wife that several times throughout our marriage because I want to know. My brain does not work the same way hers does. So like that whole earlier I talked about, she'd rather have me stay at home and happy than provide more financial security. When I have, when I explain that to couples in my office, it's like their minds explode because the guy has been assuming and he can't comprehend how she doesn't need the financial security and she can't comprehend that, that that's how he is showing love and affection for his family, that she would, like she's almost upset that he thinks she needs that. So obviously we don't we don't communicate at the same level. We don't think at the same level. We need their input and so their advice. So wait a second here. So I'm understanding you. Both of you are telling me that as men we show and one of the ways we show our love and our commitment and devotion to our families and our spouses is by going out and earning. But at some point with our spouses, there's a point of diminishing returns where we think we're going out there and working harder and making more. And our, how, and, and our spouse is saying, no, 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 I have enough. Come home. Well, the reality is, even when they, when they don't have enough, they'd rather have you at home. Not that they don't want you to go out there and work, but there, there's a point where if you're unhappy, like the whole term, if mommy ain't happy, nobody's happy. Well, if daddy isn't happy, nobody's happy. It's a miserable existence in that family. And so you're right. They just, we don't communicate. We don't think the same way. Derek, I think that would be a great, that would be a great opportunity for you, man. You should try it one day. What? Tell Mrs. Johnson. Ask her, hey, hey, I'm just looking for some feedback. What are some things I could do that would create more fulfillment in our relationship? Can't do it. Unless she's going to tell me how awesome it is. I am. I don't want to hear it. Do you want to know what? I can't handle it. I bet you 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 get two positives for everything you could work on back from her. She's not just going to throw you under the bus. If I'd known we were heading down this direction, I would not have put Brad on the spot like that. I like this. I I thought I was controlling this conversation, (laughs) and he just did his mental jujitsu and threw me down on the mat. You know what? Jeremy was showing me something. Is okay if I talk about your golf coach here? Yeah, Jeremy. He showed me this app that he has with this, with this. His golf coach is recording his swing. And it's in slow motion, and there's all these things, and, and we're breaking down every millisecond of every little movement that he's making, and and comparing it to the to the to the proper technique or whatever. But that would be cool though, like a marriage, like oh, computer, like I wish everything I could be in slow Dr. motion. Where they come in and put cameras in, I want to see what I look like. I want to see how it sounds. Doctor Gottman's Love Hotel. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a hotel for it. John Gottman is like the relationship guru, and he has a hotel room with like. Hundreds of cameras set in. He puts couples in there for four days 
watches every move, and he can tell, I think it's with 97.9% accuracy, whether that couple will be together in 15 years or not, based on how they argue, how they communicate. That's body language. That's, that's a whole other episode right there. there. Yeah, we'll definitely get into so that. But, but the point is feedback. It, 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 with athletics, that's, that's what I've been involved with most of my life. Yeah, you're watching this film and breaking down every move. See your step right there? See your foot? You see how you, you didn't, you know, your hips aren't down or whatever it is? Well, the reality, that feedback is the breakfast of champions. That's what a therapist would do. If, if, if I have a couple in there, a couple's, uh, I'm going to take that couple back through events and point out to the guy, like, look, here, let's pull you out of dude brain and put you in girl brain and help you see what went wrong in that in that five-minute conversation we just had in my office. Wait a second. You just said pull you out of dude brain and move you into girl brain. Into girl brain. That's and awesome. That's <laughs> It's doable. Here's one thought I have about this. So when we are in our normal day-to-day with our, with our significant other, they're sending us all the signals they're telling us. The problem is we're not reading their minds. Well, unless we've trained them not to. Unless we've, we, we've got defensive and turned into douchebags, and they're just going to shut up. Yes, they're going to withdraw and pull away. And so now they're no longer sending signals. They're isolated okay, and they're walled but, off. Let's, but hang on. But let's so, assume that they, we haven't stopped. Let's assume we haven't shut them off and they are sending us signals because we can't work with the other things. So let's just say they're sending the signals, but we're not getting them yet. Yeah, we, we're totally blind to them. So what Brad's doing is he's basically saying, let's cut to the chase. You're sending me signals that, for whatever reason, I'm not. My radar is not picking up on these. Can you cut to the chase? Can you be clear and specific and enunciate to me what I am failing to notice the nuance of? Because I want to, I want to partner with you. In what other type of relationship would we be in where we don't show sincere, deep interest in how the arc of this? arrangement is going. We look at a bank account statement to see what kind of numbers we're pulling in, whether they're trending up or trending down. We uh, we go to a golf coach who's going to like camera our thing and like break it down for us. In so many areas of our lives, we're very willing to be humble. You go to a coach because, a sports coach, because you know you don't have it mastered. You don't have it figured out. And you let that person walk you through improvements. When we go to a shrink, we're basically saying, I, I, there are things I don't have figured out. Please walk me through these blind spots. Please strengthen me in these areas that are weak. And when we go to our significant other and say, will you help me identify a, few, a handful of things where I'm just totally off? If we're humble, if we have self-confidence, then we accept that. We don't, we don't recoil from that as a slam or a put-down. Even if she... Th- Here's a, here's a, here's this so this is crazy. What if she does though come at you with a lot of anger and a lot of pent up resentment and said, "You X Y Z, right? These are things you haven't done." What she's doing is she's saying, "I've been wanting you to read my mind for years. You've not done it." And so there might be this conversation may not be super smooth. It seems like it would go smoothly, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe Never she, does. Maybe she's going to come at you with these five things that you asked for in good faith, and she's going to let you have it. Here's where, here's, here's where you have balls or not. This is where things could go off the rails on our side. We could take that and then feel like we're being criticized in a really significant way and then fire right back. If we are a man of honor, if we want to, how do I say this? If we want to next level, if we want to level up, if we want to alpha up, then we accept her criticism in love and then we kind of keep our mouths shut. We just, we just take it. We just 
Let it happen. Let it simmer. Let it let it let her simmer. So let her throw. Let her throw fastballs right at your head, and then hopefully that um, that moment goes away fairly quickly. Right? We get through that, and then go on a walk. Go on a drive. Go out with your buddies. Oh, take that back. Maybe that's not the best thing to do in that moment because you're going to maybe trash talk your wife. Take so, some time. Take some time. Go out and look at a tree and smell some air, and, and, and watch the sun go down. Let that sink in, and because there's truth nuggets in everything she yes, told you, there is so much truth to how to reach her, how to gain her respect, how to get her heart back. Let that soak in, and then form some goals, form some systems, make some decisions. Do you really want this relationship or not? Do you really want to continue to be married to this woman or not? This is where it really comes down to like the, 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 the road splits right here. All right, then. Action items. We, how long have we been going, by the way? This has got to be our longest We're episode. We're about an hour and 15 minutes. That's okay. We'll edit some of this out. Yeah. It's, you it's, know, we, we busted Dunce Balls back there a little bit. We'll, uh, we'll take some of that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I may have came off a little harshly. So, Mike, I know you weren't meaning to go here, but uh, you know we've been going for a good bit, but you've kind of teed us up here for the best ending we've ever had on Alpha Corn for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're dropping truth bombs left and right, but number two, you've given us specific action items, assignments that we are going to give ourselves for this week, and we are going to return and report next Sunday on exactly, number one, two things. Number one, what we got, and number two, what we're doing to correct that, because I know that I kind of jumped Brad shit there a little bit saying, I don't think I could do that, but this is going to be two weeks in a row that I've done something that I didn't think I can do. So guys, get out your pens, get out your papers, listening, if you're listening to this and you're driving, wherever you are, take a mental note here, because this is the assignment that we're taking home this week from Alpha Quorum. We're going to go home, we're going to ask our wives, our partners, how many things, three or five? Give me a number. I like three. Three? That's a good workable Brad, number. three? Yeah, say three. Front three, Mike, three. Keep it, keep it realistic. Right, we're guys so here. Women would ask other women to be five, but we're guys asking. And that's fine. Three. Look, three. <laughs> Three's all we can handle. Three's going to hurt. Uh, <laughs> one, I can handle. Two's okay. Three, I mean. He's drawn blood. Three, I might be the one sending bitchy texts in the morning. It's something <laughs> like that. It's something like So we're, we're all going to our spouses, and we're going to ask them the three things that we're not working on, that either A, they think we should be working on, or B, um, they wish we were working on. Can I give you maybe some specific language there that would help? So, oh, please give a specific <laughs> language that will help. Because so, I, will, I will bungle this. And if you're not married or you're not in a relationship, oh, hey. a.k.a. Thunt, I would pick, some, pick a relationship that you value, a friend, uh, a boss, um, a parent, I don't care who, just a relationship that you value and ask the same question because all your relationships can be more fulfilling in this way. So, but to your spouse, I would say, hey, honey, what are three things or what are some things that I can do or that I can work on that would help us have a more fulfilling relationship? What am I doing that's getting in the way? I love that response. I love that, sorry, I love that question. Um, because it's a it's a positive. It, Drop that in the group text, by the way. It's I'm a positive. It's a positive way to ask that question. We're not getting into the negative connotations there. We're, it's a positive assumption. And I want to set some rules too, guys. Okay, so 
you might want to react when she gives you your truth bombs. Don't. Ask the question. When she gives them to you, say thank you. I don't want you to, if you need to talk or you need more clarification, nothing for 24 hours on the subject. Slow yourself down. Take some time to think about it. Then if you need more clarification or you would like to talk to her about it, you can do that after 24 hours. I would but suggest, don't react. Okay, and perfect to that. And I would throw in two more things. Maybe have a piece of paper ready so that you can write down because Absolutely. you're going to be reactive. Your mind is going to be you know, exploding. And I would, what, I, what I have learned in my own self is I can't remember some of those things because I just have cognitive dissonance. I like black out. I'm like walking wounded. So I will take notes, jot down notes as she's talking, high points. And then the second thing is, is when I do want further clarification, I might respond in writing. So I might shoot her an email or I might shoot her a text and say, hey, you mentioned XYZ. Can you add one more piece of information about that so I fully understand? Maybe I restate it. But you get that. Those kinds of conversations happen in a cold format. Because if I call her or I talk to her, I could get sucked into this really like hot response. And you're trying to avoid that. You're trying to, in a way, you're trying to make this, I don't want to say analytical, because what you're doing is you're ultimately, at the end of the day, you're going to deepen this emotional relationship with you, that you have you're with gonna, this person. I mean, let's, let's, you're going to be validating them in the moment because... I mean, as long as you handle this correctly, you're going to be recognizing at least that they're... You might not agree specifically that you need to work on things, but they are going to see, or they should see, that you're willing to work on these things because it's important to them. Well, and if you guys get stuff that you're just like, holy crap, I don't know what to do with that, I mean, shoot us a message. We'll, 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 we'll chat with you. We'll talk through it. We'll, we'll figure out what you need to do idea. because I get it. Some, some of the stuff might be like, I just don't know what to do with that. Or you might want to be reactive. Dude, reach out to us on Facebook or whatever it is and, and let us let us help you figure it out. We'll throw you uh, some some sage advice. We might even be like, dude, I don't know what to do with that either. Good luck. But at least, <laughs> <laughs> at least you got at a least, second opinion. You're on your own with that, buddy. I don't know. And I promise you, if you guys will do this, and you'll, I like Mike's because if you write it down, you're showing you really do care. Now, I will, I will throw this caveat in there, guys. If you do this, and you give it some time, and you think about it, and you think, yeah, these are things I could actually work on, and then you don't, you're digging yourself a bigger hole. Yeah, that's... Yep. You're better right. off not doing yep. it right. unless you have the balls to follow you through. you got to have some real so attention there. That, 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 that begs the question, does everybody at this table, you guys have the onions to follow through on this? Are we going <laughs> to... I'm good. <laughs> I love it when you say onions. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm game. I, I'm afraid, kind of. It sounds like Brad already did it. I did. I mean, I, Brad, I, I threw really, in I the three. The three was for you. I was throwing yeah. you a life preserver right, there. instead of 500. <laughs> exactly. I'll do it. I'm in. I'm in. Yep, absolutely. We're all in. And are we going to return a report? So we'll do this next week when we reconvene. We'll talk about how it went down. Yep. No, no. That's going to be... Tune in next week because the first thing we're going to talk about... In fact, it might turn into the whole show where Absolutely. we're reading these yeah. lists like, okay, here's where we check ourselves. And, and, Is it, and I'm wondering if anyone's um, spouse or relationship person, whoever it may be, isn't likely to follow through with the request for feedback. Oh, no. This is dry. Dry. She's already on the list. She's been waiting for you to ask her. <laughs> She's already <laughs> She'll reach over at the nightstand. Oh, it's already here. I've yeah. got it. <laughs> Pick your three. Blow the dust off. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Pick your three favorites. <laughs> we'll have a so, Brad, on Sunday that's night. That's a good point it. because I, 
if your wife or your spouse or your partner is hesitant to give it to you, maybe you need to do some healthy accountability. Maybe maybe she's got some trauma because she's tried this with you in the past. And then maybe you can have that conversation of, you know, I feel like I may have, have you may have tried this with me in the past and it didn't go so well. I want you to let, let you know I'm in a different place now and I'm willing to receive it. That's a great point. Great. We probably yeah. shouldn't even talk about the list with our partners. We should probably just talk about it here or maybe let it, Maybe ask for the list on Thursday or something like that. So, you know, you can marinate it. But I wouldn't necessarily spend a lot of time talking about it. Again, to just to deepen what, what Jeremy just said, if you're the kind of guy who has repeatedly let your wife down in some specific way, and you know, you already know what her three things are going to be because these are like three, two, five, whatever. These are sticking points that continually reappear in your relationship. This is where becomes my responsibility to decide what do I care more about? My continual stubbornness, my continual ego, my continual lack of my narcissism. Like, do I want to nurture that and pour energy into that and maintain that at my peril? Or have I come to a place where I'm exhausted and my wife is clearly exhausted and I'm now done being that guy? So Dick Hedery is super easy to do. Like, that's the path of least resistance. I can go downhill and serve myself and continue to break my wife's heart and disappoint her. That is the path of least resistance. But if I choose to go uphill, and then to my betterment, then what I'm going to do is, I'm going to take, uh, first of all, I'm probably going to have to apologize. So there's like some steps I might need to go to. I might need to get myself in that headspace where I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the balls to follow through because I already know what it's going to be. But I might need to, like what Jeremy said, I might need to approach this firstly with an apology, with a little bit of, uh, I need to be contrite about this and say something to the effect of, I know, baby, I know, I kind of already know what your answer is going to be, and I know that I have failed to do those things in the past. I'd like to revisit those things. I hope that I have the strength now to follow through on these and I, ju I just want to bring these bring these topics up and see how you feel about them and how you feel about me pouring into these one quick other thing i might say is maybe what you've lacked is um partnership maybe what you've lacked is people on your side to help you hold you accountable and walk you through some of those things so maybe one of the reasons why failure continues to re reoccur is you're all on your own and you're living your life on your own. So if you decide to really do these things, put some people around you. It could be us. It could be guys from work or whatever. But let other people, let other guys know. My caution would be let other guys know that you're going to do this, so they can ask you about it, so they can support you in this. Because if you're going to do the same thing again, in the same way you did it before chances are you may not get traction anymore and you'll just continue this like it's just one more time and with that we add dick hedery to the ever-growing list of alpha cormisms and hashtags <laughs> yeah baby so there we go hey, anything else hey, hey good show tonight great job the energy's been awesome i think we've got really laid down something very positive and i think the comments and the feedback that we get this week from from the audience is going to be awesome. Anybody else, anybody want to add um, before we call it a night? Do it, guys. If you want to take your relationship to the next level, this is a good first step, and you'll uh, you'll see some positive results. Feel free to message us on Facebook. 
send them to us. If you want some help, if you want to be, you know, if you don't have a quorum to plug into, if you don't have a, uh, a band of brothers that's out there, you know, rooting you on and, and keeping you accountable, plug into us. Again, we've got our first event coming up here next, or sorry, second event, first, third hour coming up next month. Details to follow. Anyway, we appreciate the time you spent with us. This is Alpha Quorum, and for now, we're done. Peace out. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Alpha Quorum podcast. Uh, while we talk about real life and real life issues, we're really just entertaining you and hoping you find some value out of what we're saying. And again, if you need someone to talk to, please look for a professional in your area or contact us so we can help you find one yourself. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum. <laughs>